Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Are you tired of those little reoccurring arguments that seem to come up all the time? Yeah, me too. We're going to talk about how to deal with them right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And sometimes <laughs> that means managing those little things that get under our skin and get us irritated and cause us to uh, maybe be a little nitpicky or lash out ourselves. This morning, for example, I walked out to the kitchen, I poured myself a cup of coffee, and I leaned my elbows onto the counter to read an article while I was sipping the coffee. And I got stuck that way, on the counter, in a dried patch of lemonade that my husband had poured the evening before. Hello, my sweet husband. He did the dishes last night. And that means that when I rested on the counter, I got stuck in the ick that was left there from the night before. Now, this is not an infrequent event. And it drives me crazy. I mean, come on. If you're going to do the dishes, wipe down the counters, right? That's part of cleaning the kitchen. This has come up uh, only, I'd say, a few billion times in our household. And why can't I just get past this? It's so irritating to me. Do you have something like that that keeps cropping up in your friendships or your relationships that you can't seem to get over? Well, relationship experts say it's because we will nitpick and argue about meaningless things to avoid having the hard discussions about the important and meaningful stuff. Patricia Lamas Alvarez, she's a couples therapist, and she says that it's easier to get in trivial fights than to share our more vulnerable feelings. Really? Is this what is tied into the stickiness on the counter? I mean, I just want the counter clean. But it's true that those little things, the dirty counters, can cause me to spiral into all kinds of other stuff. In the end, it is deeper because when there's a dirty counter, I feel disrespected. Now, that's not his fault. He's not disrespecting me, but it comes from how I was raised, how I think about my property, the gratitude and appreciation I have for our house. And I grew up in an environment where if people didn't take care of a house or do a good job, it was because 
they didn't respect it or appreciate it or work hard enough. So that became important to me also. It's how I was raised. And it was part of living to a high standard and respect ourselves and our homes. So when others don't do it that way, I take it personally. It's crazy, right? But we all have something that we do like this. We all have something that gets under our skin. And it usually is a result of our family of origin, how we think about the world, how we relate to each other. And that's when we need to sit down and talk to each other, according to the experts. If you find yourself having the same discussions, the same frustrating things going on and the same arguments, the petty arguments cropping up, it could be a sign that it's time to sit down and have a serious talk. One night I made sense of all this and I mentioned this to my husband that, that when he doesn't do a good job cleaning the counters or picking up stuff in the house, that I take it personally, that it feels disrespectful because of my beliefs about that, because of how I was raised. And when I brought this up, I am not kidding, his whole face went slack, just blank. And he said, what? I tried to explain that when he forgets to wipe the counter or pick up other things that I take it personally, that I think he's doing it so that I'll come in and clean up behind him or that I'm being disrespected. And when we were talking about this, here's what he said. He said, honey, when I forget to wipe the counter, I'm forgetting to wipe the counter. Like it's nothing more than that, which is a whole nother thing because how can a person forget to wipe the counter? Is that's just craziness, right? But it was nothing more than that to him. So I'm getting crazy. I'm taking it personally and I'm creating this whole story around his behavior. And then, you know, we've talked about it here before. When we create a story around something, we act from that story. And that's the place to start when it comes to trying to diffuse these petty reoccurring arguments. The thing that seems so trivial, but, but just get under our skin and wear us out and can even keep us from talking to each other about the more important thing. So what story are you creating? I told you my story. I'm creating this whole, if you don't wipe the counter, it means you don't care for the house. That means you don't care for me. That means you don't really, that is baloney, right? But we all do that. So Take a minute now and think back to a reoccurring argument you might have with a friend or partner, somebody you're close to. What's going on there? What story are you telling around what they're doing or not doing? What story are you telling around the way you communicate about this? And then is that true? As Byron Katie would say, is that true? How do you know for sure? Because if I had really scrutinized the story I was telling that when my husband doesn't wipe the counter down. Now, this even sounds silly now, doesn't it, when I say it out loud. But the story I told was becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and having a life of its own because the story I was telling is when my husband doesn't wipe off the counter, he's disrespecting me. And that is absolutely not what I feel in my relationship or what's going on. So I need to take a step back and really evaluate the story I'm telling. It's as simple as the guy just isn't wiping off the counter. Okay. So what do we do then? How do we rewrite that story? How do we start thinking about it in a new way so it doesn't persist? 
going to talk to you about some things I'm trying and what the experts recommend on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of Electricast. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Toulousma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. And we are back. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy on the best business network of Electricast. And we're talking about how to avoid those reoccurring petty arguments, those trivial things that really get under our skin and can ultimately wear us down and cause problems in our relationship. Now, this is true. With coworkers, this is true with the people we live with, the people we're in romantic relationships with, or even our friendships. We all have these things that drive us crazy. And it's really easy to look outside of ourselves and say, well, this guy doesn't wipe off the counter, or this guy never picks his stuff up at the printer, or shuts off his computer, or pushes in his chair, or whatever it is, and let that really get in our way when it might be covering a larger issue. So right before we went to break, we were talking about how the first place to start is evaluate what's bugging you and the story you're telling around it, right? Because often we inflate the story. Instead of having a dirty counter and having it be simply that, I concocted this big story about what a dirty counter represented. Now, some of that is based on how I was raised and how I think in my own life and what makes me comfortable, but that's not fair to put that on him. So the second part of this is, we need to evaluate our own story and scrutinize it. Is that true? Really? Is is a dirty counter a sign of disrespect toward me? No, that's not true. And second of all, why do I take that so personally? Because most things that happen in life have nothing to do with us. And when I checked this out with my husband, that's absolutely it. He just didn't think about it. He's more absent-minded than I am. He does things differently. And he just didn't think about it. He also wasn't raised that way. So we all learn certain things and we carry those through with us. But most things in life, at work and at home, have nothing to do with us. Things that happen around us are not about us. And it's worthwhile taking a step back and thinking about that because we internalize it. We begin to feel insecure or angry or hurt and we behave from that. Once we personalize a situation, we behave from that, from a threatened place, right? We feel threatened. We want to protect ourselves. So we lash out or we do passive aggressive things or, or we act rudely and criticize someone else. 
None of those things are where we want to be. When we behave badly from a difficult emotion, then we have more we have to go fix and repair. So start examining the story that shows up every time a coworker looks at you a certain way and you think maybe he's putting you down. Is that really what's happening or is he just glancing over at you? I worked with somebody once who was would turn her head away from me when I was talking and that really felt awkward to me and that felt weird. It felt like she was not giving me uh, attention or paying attention to what I was saying. When I realized not too long after that she couldn't hear well. So she was turning her head so she could hear what I was saying with her good ear. See, we don't need to inflate a story around it and we don't need to take it personally. It's not about us. And if we remember that, then we can respond appropriately instead of reacting uh, from a place where we feel threatened, okay? All right, another thing, I, I spoke with Ariel Ford a number of years ago, relationship expert, and she, uh, I interviewed her for my first book, Imperfect Spirituality, and she was talking to me, and she was telling me about coffee grounds, how there are always coffee grounds left on the counter, and it just annoyed her, and then she had to step back and evaluate what it would mean if there weren't coffee grounds on the counter any longer. Well, then it would mean her husband wasn't around either. She would have a clean counter, but she wouldn't have her husband. And we have to evaluate the trade-offs. I would pick a sticky counter any day if it means my husband is here with me, right? He's a fun guy. He's great. I, lo I love being with him, except for the whole counter thing. <laughs> so I need to come to terms with that because... I might not get a clean counter and my husband, but I absolutely would pick my husband anytime. So if that means I got to live with sticky counters, then I need to do that and get over myself because the story I'm creating around this, although it's great material for a podcast, it's creating a whole lot of stress. Irritation lingers, right? It's something that isn't, depending on my day, some days it's fine, doesn't bug me at all. Other days it sends me over the top because it's just been one of those days. So evaluate where you're at with your coworker or the people you're living with. We all are going to do things that annoy one another. Being roommates in, in close quarters, working with somebody every day for eight or 10 or 12 hours a day, that's tough. We're going to go through the highs and lows of it. Humans are difficult. We are not always going to get somebody on their best day, and we certainly aren't always going to bring our best. We, we share that imperfection among each other, right? So can we manage that with a little grace and recognize what they bring to the picture that we appreciate and that we enjoy. Maybe they help us and, and take some of the load at work off of us. Maybe they bring humor and support at home. Whatever it is, we might get the sticky counter, but I get my husband in return. So it's worth, after we get through this story and this personalization that we're doing, take a minute and evaluate and appreciate the other things that you get as well. It's not all bad news. It's not all hard stuff. And recognize that in those things, those little annoyances that bug us, we can diffuse that by being a little more compassionate to ourselves and to others. By recognizing the humanity and the imperfection that is a part of all of us, that is one thing we all 
have in common, right? So that's a big part of this for me. Evaluate what is working for you with the people that you are in relationship with and decide what the trade-off is for you. I will give you an example. My daughter's messy room does not work for me. Does not work for me at all. I hate it. I don't like it. She's going to leave someday, theoretically, and leave this natural disaster in her wake, and it bugs me. But I will tell you what I value more. She's now a teenager, and I would much rather have her room be a tornado than have her shut me out and hide out in her room and exclude me. Right now, so far, knock on wood, we have great communication. We have a lot of fun together. I learn a lot from her. So... On my best days, when I'm not crazy mom, I can deal with the messy room if it means that we get to keep talking and we get to keep hanging out together. And since I've laid off the messy room thing, it took some growing up from my part, but since I've been able to let that go, I'll tell you what, it's gotten easier. And I don't think it's just easier for me to deal with. I notice her taking a little more pride in cleaning up her room more often. Um, we have an agreement that when other people are going to come to her room or friends are going to be over, she needs to pick it up a little bit. She's done that. And the other times of the week, uh, she's keeping it up a little better too. So once I pulled back, not only did it make our communication better and ease our relationship, but it stopped bugging me as much and I could relax and I've seen her step it up too for whatever reason. Maybe she's just growing up, right? All in all, the messy room is a small price to pay for a relationship with my daughter that I value. You have to decide those things for yourself. Every relationship, I think, has deal breakers. There are just things that I can't live with, that I won't live with. And my husband has those things too. And it's good to know what those are for you, the boundaries. And I'm talking about the big stuff, you know, uh, drug abuse or abuse or any of those other really, really serious things. But a sticky counter, I can't live with. I can learn to live with it. So know what your deal breakers are and know what you're working toward as a couple. You may decide that all these little tiny irritations and annoyances are just hiding the bigger issues that you don't want to work on or can't work on or aren't worth salvaging. But often, I think we get caught up in these little annoyances and let them turn into bigger things. That then gets in the way of the quality we have in our relationships. And so that's what I'm paying attention to. I've been stressed at work recently. I'm busy with things. And I find I'm a little more irritable when that happens. And we all have moments like that. But it's then when I pick fights over the little things like the counters or the socks on the floor or whatever, when in reality... That's not what's going on for me, and that's not a deal breaker for our relationship. So understanding that and evaluating the conditions and the circumstances they're in, knowing what your deal breakers are, and recognizing that most of them probably aren't deal breakers, then I can take a deep breath, move away, take some time alone, and even find a sense of humor about some of this stuff. And when you're looking at this stuff and yourself and evaluating this is a good time to look at what's really going on for you behind the scenes. It's a good thing to remember in business partnerships too, if your coworker is always showing up late to a meeting or avoiding important discussions, 
Well, maybe that's more serious than their messy desk, right? If they're reneging on commitments or missing deadlines and you are focused and getting uptight about them being on their phone too much at work, there might be a discrepancy there. Maybe you need to get over the phone and start dealing with the big underlying issues. Talk about the real problem. And we all need to do that in every relationship we're in when trouble spots crop up, right? That's what couples therapists recommend. They say, identify the problem and attack the problem, not each other. Sometimes it really is just a sticky counter or a difference in how you load the dishwasher. But sometimes it's about the fear and stress of not feeling heard or supported in the relationship. Or you're having financial issues and you need some support to help work that through. Or maybe you're afraid if you miss another deadline at work that the client is going to leave and put your job and the business in jeopardy. So you really need your coworker to step up and do her work ahead of time so that doesn't put you behind. Those are the real substantial issues and those are the things worth talking about. Not when you're mad about the missed deadline or when you're mad because you see them wasting time on their phone, but later when you've had a moment to yourself to evaluate what is really going on for you, the source of your fear or hurt or anger or anxiety, right? Often our emotions can point us in the direction. If I'm feeling super uptight about the counter being sticky, I need to step back and recognize why am I feeling super uptight? uptight. What is what is the underlying situation that is causing that? Because a, a counter can't be that stressful. It can't matter that much, right? And then when you come to terms with that a little bit and you have some reflection time and some self-awareness, schedule a time with the person you're in relationship with for a heart to heart. Not when you're upset or you've just had an argument, not when you're personalizing things or attacking, but come back to it when things are quieter and calmer and start the conversation. I've scheduled these before. I said, hey, I'm feeling super stressed out about this. I'd like to talk to you about it sometime later tonight or tomorrow or whatever. That gives the other person time to think about it, but nobody feels attacked then. We can really come sit down together and uh, come to terms and understand each other and, and validate each other and feel heard and hopefully work towards solutions. Now, these aren't all my ideas. This is what I've gotten from years of therapy and research and reading because I'm really interested in how we all interact with each other. But what I've noticed in my own relationships and what I've read quite a bit about and researched about is there are two ways we can come together and talk or and, and that's responsive. We can really solve problems or at least be understood. A lot of things can't be solved, but we can understand each other and learn to respect each other and accept each other. Or we can come at it from the emotion, from the upset and anger and then we behave in a completely different way. Now that's a challenge for me because I'm a passionate person. When I get fired up, good or bad, I have to remind myself to take a break, to take a pause before I come in with all this energy and talk things over. And so I'm learning to do that. And I find that if I give myself a timeout, get my thoughts straight, calm down, right? Then I'm not so reactive and I can really say what I'm feeling and be a better listener in that conversation too. And we can work through some things. And then there's a depth that can occur in the relationship. When we're sharing that way and communicating, that's a chance for us to be honest, to be authentic, uh, to be a little vulnerable. And 
to really hear where that other person is coming from. And in the end, hopefully he will just wipe the dang counter or close the cupboard before I hit my head on it when I'm walking through the kitchen. (laughs) But more often than not, those conversations help us to get to know each other better, help us connect in a deeper way, listen to each other. And even when we can't reach agreement, which happens, right? People are different. Even the ones you're closest to are not going to think like you. Then we have come together in a way that is healing and nurturing in the relationship. So the persistent issues that come up again and again can be a source of silliness or fun or humor instead of something that really stresses the relationships or the friendships and uh, leads to bigger problems. Because if you can't work through the little things and understand what is creating that energy and creating that disconnection or miscommunication, then uh, it's pretty hard to come together to work on big, serious stuff. And finally, make sure you dwell in appreciation too. I, I do wipe down the counters every freaking day. <laughs> but I also get to wake up with this guy who supports me. I know my friends and they do little annoying things that bug me. And they know me too and they still decide to show up and support me in my life. That's what this is about. Nobody's going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. So it's unfair if we go into the world and expect others to do things just as we would or the way we think is right or wrong. Instead, that rigid approach is going to create difficulty in the relationships that we cherish. So when we find a way to be open and compassionate with ourselves and with others, when we really go behind the scenes to explore our story and the feelings that arise from that story and those so-called petty things, then we can manage those feelings, share them, and let them go. And that helps us connect in a deeper way to the people in our life. When we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Electric Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Electric acid.